Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 60 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. 6-0. Hard to believe 60 episodes. Huh. But, well, how's everybody doing on this Sunday? I hope my American listeners had a happy Thanksgiving. Um, It was happy around here. As, as you folks know, who anybody who's a regular listener uh, knows about the fucking asshole neighbors that I have, well, they are officially gone. They moved out on Thursday night. In fact, the assholes finally did us a, the one and only favor they ever did since they were here, and they actually moved out a day early. It was funny, on Wednesday, I'd, or was it Tuesday or Wednesday, um, I had booked, because they had up until Friday night to get out and uh so i had booked on tuesday uh i took friday off because i said well i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna stand on my deck and watch those clowns leave i want to see their taillights and be cracking a beer and uh they actually left thursday like i said so uh it's a very happy it's been a very happy uh last few days around here and uh the silence is absolutely golden and uh I, I said to my wife the, the first night that they were gone, I said, I don't know if I got some PTSD or what, but it's like, I, I swear I could hear like noises downstairs and, you know, people were around and kept looking out the window. And it was just like, yeah, it was, uh, it's amazing what, uh, and I said for the last two nights, I haven't, I've, I slept so well. That was the best sleep I've had in months. And it was, uh, it's just, and I mean, you know, if you, if they, clown's gonna rent it out again i mean who knows what's coming but i mean you know i I can't see it being much worse knock on wood but uh you know uh nonetheless for right now we'll enjoy the silence and uh yes that is the the saga of condo living right so um you know i said when everything goes right it's great but uh yeah you get uh you get some asshole renters in there oh man so no, it was nice to see them go. So anyway, I won't uh, bore you anymore with personal stories. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's been happy times around here for the last few days. So, um, but yes. So on Friday, actually, like I said, they were gone. So I had the. I took the opportunity to interview Jay out in Finland. And of course, with the time difference, there's like a nine hour time difference. So it really worked out well with the day off because I'm like, all right. So we started recording at like noon or whatever. So of course, you know, uh, no, it was eight hour difference. So, uh, you know, 8 p.m. his time. So it actually worked out really well. And man, uh, you know, of course, we gabbed like a couple old ladies in the knitting circle before we even hit record. And then for about 45 minutes, then hit record and proceed to 
talk for about three more hours. So, yeah, uh, there'll be a good interview coming on Wednesday. Um, and uh, we, we cover a lot of things. And, and Jay's a really unique case as a dual citizen of Canada. Um, he's been he's done a lot of work in the hockey world. Um, you know, he played a little bit, uh, you know, lower minor, lower level in, in, in Europe, but did some, did some scrapping. And, uh, but he was a, a scout been a scout and just uh worked with teams as a a, a coach and an organizer and uh and all over europe really and uh and he was also in regina he did some scouting for the saskatoon blades um and uh, which is where i got to know him a little bit uh talked to him and i mess i remember him from the old message board days and uh we would talk back and forth and uh because it was always like i said at that time well you know it was very unique to have a guy from finland like really into the fights right so it was it was unique and um and i can tell you how unique it is you could hear about all the bullshit he's went through in finland you won't believe it over over fighting in hockey but he tells these stories, and they're great stories. And uh, if anybody remembers, of course, the Enforcer Tournament, the Black and Blue Tournament that was in Prince George, that Dean Mayrad won, well, that was in 05. In 2010, in Finland, they put on another tournament, very the same tournament, same kind of tournament, um, and Jay was a big part of the organizing of that tournament. And we get all the the behind the scenes and the whole deal that went into that and uh it is on youtube it's called ice warriors and uh for those who haven't seen it go check it out i won't wreck who won it for you uh or who won the tournament so you might want to check that out but we we cover a lot of things and just uh no and he was a great good guy to talk to i'm really happy to finally get him it was always tough to get him on the show right because of the time time difference so um, I was really happy and excited to get him on, and like I said, we uh, said we're going to have it on. We're going to make it worth it. So, yeah, we put in a good marathon effort, and um, and then today, uh, being Saturday as I record this, Saturday afternoon here, I interviewed uh, Steve Adams, and uh, Steve runs a, a hockey school, and uh, and he was a, and he's a scout and. Uh, but he was also, uh, he played uh, Junior A, and then he went and played a few years of Minor Pro, and he had some great stories about, uh, you know, his, his battles in Junior and and bouncing around the southern United States and the East Coast and the Central and, and um, you know, facing Toporowski and playing with Sarah Roberge and playing in Las Vegas with my friend Kurt and Maynome Realm and, uh, you know, with the Las Vegas Aces of the Pacific League. And, uh, yes, and the Billings Bulls of the America West League, Junior League, uh, where he played with Chad Richard. And, uh, yeah, and Steve was just a really fun guy to talk to. And, again, another guy that we've, I've talked to quite a bit on Twitter privately and uh, was, was, really, was really fun to finally um, connect and, uh, and, and put some audio down. And, again, we, I can tell you Steve can spin a yarn and Steve can really talk. I thought I could talk. Steve can really talk. But, uh, and that one's, I don't know, I haven't put, like, it was in two parts or whatever, like, how I recorded it, so I don't know what the total time is, but again, I think it's close to three hours, and I'm debating whether to make that two parts. I think I'm, I think I'll just leave it and put it up as one, but nonetheless, two interviews in the can, look at me, how, uh, ahead of things I am here, but, uh, in saying that, I knew, obviously, I needed an episode for, uh, Sunday, 
and uh, which obviously you're listening to it on Sunday, but I'm recording this on Saturday. So I was just telling my wife before I came in and hit record here, I said, <clears throat> my throat is killing me because of all the talking I did this afternoon. But um, so I'm not going to make this very long. But um, again, I wanted to bring you guys some content. And um, and like I said, uh, I've said uh, last few episodes, um, uh, I would like to make the Sunday episodes kind of half an hour, forty-five minute type shows of uh, you know just certain, just talking about certain topics. I know there was a I uh, posted a show topic thread on Twitter and got some really great replies and some really cool ideas. And um, you know, but uh, you know, as good as the ideas were. Um, I mean, I could have talked about some of them and wing shit off the top of my head, but um, I don't. I don't think that would be doing the the topic justice. I I, I want to, uh, you know, look look into it and uh, and really re- and research it and uh, you know, so I can give you guys you know my my best opinion and uh, um, so. But there's some really cool topics, just like rivalries or different styles and different leagues and that type of thing. So um, going forward, I think I would definitely uh, do something like that um, on Sundays. And uh, and then Wednesdays, like I said, in a perfect world, Wednesday will be my interview show, whether it be with a player or with a fan or what have you. Um, again, tough to get uh, pe- you know schedules lined up and interviews. You know every well, really uh, every six days. You know, um, so it's tough. And uh, but like I said, I'm I'm two ahead right now. I'm two weeks ahead right now with two interviews in the can. So hopefully I can keep the the trend going here. But um, of course, with Christmas around the corner and the silly season and uh, people getting busy, I mean we'll see. Um, I did talk to a gentleman last night on the phone uh, for well, it was going to be just a pre-call and just kind of let him know what I want to do and you know ten call ten minute call just to you know uh, let him know about the show and. Uh, of course, we ended up again yapping for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, so it, it was great, though. We told good stories and had some laughs, actually. So, but I and I'm really looking forward to that interview. I think it'll be really good. Um, you know, and he's uh, you know bounced around the bounced around the minors, uh, solid AHL. You know, and and just big tough dude. And uh, yeah, that'll be a fun interview. Again, I I never like to throw out names if I haven't interviewed them yet because who knows how things go, you know, things happen, but, uh, so I don't want to call out names, but, uh, yeah, like I said, always got guys in the fire and, you know, we'll see who answers the phone as I always say. So, but it's, uh, it's, it, it's funny. I was, I always talk to Alec about this and, and Joe and just the other podcast guys that do interviews. Um, it's funny how it comes in waves. He'll just go dry. It's like a hitting. It's like baseball in a hitting slump. Yeah, you can't hit nothing. The field looks like a giant glove for a while. Like I said, you, you try to get guys and nothing's happening. And then, for whatever reason, uh, it's just uh, you, oh, guys are getting a hold of you to come on sh- on the show, and they're ready to rock and roll right now. And boom, 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 everything just lines up, and you get two or three guys um, over the course of a week, and. Uh, you know those are rare, but uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, I got two in two days here. So, um, you know, hopefully things are turning around. At the same time, um, I, I certainly won't put the lack of interviews. I'm not going to put that on the players. At this, there has been times when it was the guys, but this time I won't. Um, th- this has been kind of a personal thing for me to just kind of back away and and uh, not do interviews for a couple weeks and just sort of decompress. And like I said, I had a couple. 
um, yeah, it was just some, it just, it was, uh, getting frustrating and, uh, or not getting, it was frustrating. And, uh, instead of just losing their shit and, and, you know, flipping chairs and shit, no, I don't flip chairs, but you know what I'm saying? It's just losing your shit about things. It was just like, you know what, we'll just back off, make some shorter episodes, you know, come up with a few topics, just bullshit and, uh, get in and out and, uh, you know, and then when, you know, if, get back into it and we'll, we'll slowly get back into the interviews, which is what we're doing here. So, um, I appreciate everybody, um, the patience and, uh, like I know I've heard from some people that they just like to have episodes out for shit to listen to other people. I know are really, really like the interview, um, style show and they're not so keen on the solo ones. And I understand that. And, uh, like I said, I, I, hopefully over the next you know like i said going forward you can get a nice mix um because i will say to people that aren't like i said with the solo episodes i i enjoy doing this just sitting down and and uh i don't want to say venting but just kind of doing my own thing and talking about you know whatever like i said i got some really cool topics to talk about coming up and uh like today's topic i am gonna somebody had asked me about um we were talking about the laval chiefs and they said well you know with such a kind of a storied history of you know the lmh and quebec senior league um history of the chiefs you know everybody likes the list right do a top 10 it's like huh all right the laval chiefs i'm like oh man look at that going through that roster that might be a little tough one but uh, I did, and uh, I will. I will do that. I don't know about. I'll do a top ten, but there'll be an asterisk on it. But uh, we're just going to talk about the different seasons. But um, I'll get to that. But first, like I said, on the Sunday, my my new thing here on the on the Sunday episodes that I kind of want to do um, is, is kind of like tough guy trivia or just the, you know a, a, an enforcer type trivia question, just you know just for some fun and. Uh, I think today's, of course, since I'm talking about the Quebec Senior League and the LMAH, um, um, for those wondering, the Quebec Senior League, I believe, started in uh, 19... Well, I'm sure it had enough. It's senior hockey that's been around forever and ever and ever. But I think the QSPHL that we know of, I want to say, started in 96 and went to 03. No, I guess 04. It went to 2004, and then from 04 to, two, to 2020 has been the LMAH. And so, um, where is my timeline? Yes, so the, the actual Laval Chiefs uh, were formed in 1998. 98-99 was the first season of the Laval Chiefs at the Quebec Senior League. And, of course, then obviously they were uh, they were around until 07-08. Uh, and actually, for the final two years, 06, 06 to 08, they were actually the St. Jean Chiefs. St. Jean? St. Jean Chiefs? And, um, and I mean, and since then, they've, they were off for a few years, and then I think they put a team back in Laval. Of course, they were called the Predators for a couple seasons, and then I think last year they were with Laval North Petroleum or something. Um, uh, so I didn't include those years. I just sort of included uh, when they were called the Chiefs. Basically, when they were called the Chiefs. That's what I did just to kind of break things down. But I did include the 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 Quebec. The C, basically, 98 to 08 is uh, the time in which I did look at the rosters, and I will base my uh, top 10 on that timeline. Um, 
I was saying to somebody, I'm collecting Laval footage here, and I have footage basically from every year except for two seasons, um, from 98 up to 08. And uh, once I get those seasons, and I have all of these from 98 to 08, um, I want to put together a DVD of sort of like the best of the best of the Chiefs. And uh, uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> some crazy shit. I, well, at one disc, I mean, if you're going to include brawls, I guess make it two discs. But um, yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. It would be a fight on one disc and like brawls on the other. Um, but I think that would be a lot of fun. And uh, and like I said, I think for for old uh, Quebec League fans, I think that would be a that'd be pretty cool to see. Um, I, I know as I'm talking about it, um, the Quebec League and the LNAH and stuff is certainly isn't for everybody, and I get it, and it has its detractors, and even amongst fight fans, it's um, some fight fans aren't, you know, just don't just don't like the league, and and that's cool, that's fine, I get it, but um, you know, I've uh, I've always been a big fan of it, and uh, of course, you know, Alec and I we go on and on about it. Um, I think Alec's a lot more diehard. I think Alec's more diehard into the league than I am, but. Uh, um, I have to be completely honest, much like every other kind of hockey, I have not paid much attention lately, um, for the last few years to the LNAH. So, um, I know it's not like it was, well, nothing's like it was, but, um, there's still some tough dudes without a doubt, but, um, even the LNAH has tried to put in some rules and curb it, put in an import rule and blah, 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 which I've ranted about before. But, um, so that really kind of disheartened me with the league. But um, but there's certainly still some tough guys in it. But um, yeah, sort of that. I always say that kind of 03 to 08 was definitely sort of the the glory period for the LNAH, and uh, you know when the money was really flying and the names were in there, and and every team had five and six guys, and you had big name enforcers in there, and like I said, dudes were making a ton of money, and doing a ton of fighting, and uh, yeah, it was it was something to see. But, um, yes, no, what was I talking, my trivia question? Yes, I'm rambling, I'm looking at my page here, I'm rambling. Um, since it, obviously it's an LNH uh, kind of um, episode, from uh, from like I said, the LNH started in 2004. So from 2004 to 2020, who is the all-time LNAH penalty minute leader? So I will leave that. To, so 04 to 2020, who is the LNAH all-time penalty minute leader? I'll let you guys think on that, and I will give you the answer at the end of the show. So people are yelling at their dashboard right now. Um, Yes. Uh, well, before I keep going, of course, obviously, this is, this show is a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, and so there's, what, 40-some shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented, so whatever team you are a fan of, there is a show for you. And uh, I have noticed that the network has signed a couple new shows. I know they're really putting a push on to get former players on the network to... Uh, either host shows or be a part of shows and so the dallas stars show um the host of it is escaping me his name but craig ludwig has uh joined him and um i'm completely blanking out on the other ex-player that's mm, i can't remember but i know brad lieb has uh started the show on here and of course you have terry ryan who's always on the network and uh who obviously he hasn't done much lately be in, in terms of podcasting because obviously he's out uh promoting his book and uh uh 
fights, film, and folklore. It is Terry's new book, and if, like I keep saying, if it's half as good as his first one, you're we're all in for a treat because his first book, Tale of a First Round Nothing, is one of the best hockey books I've ever read. So if you have not got it, I would highly suggest you do. Um, I know Terry said if you could get a hold of him, it's Terry Ryan twenty twenty um, at gmail.com If you would like a copy of the book autographed and that sort of thing make an excellent Christmas gift and uh, you'll be helping Terry out like I said, you know, he puts an effort in and I know there's a bunch of chapters in there where obviously it's fighting is right in the title and uh, he breaks down numerous number of his fights and uh, yes, and for anybody this is a good time to I will slide this in if you go to YouTube, check out my YouTube channel Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, please subscribe hit the little notification bell on, the, on there, that way you won't miss a single fight that I upload and I have I usually upload a few fights every week and um, I kind of go on a roll there where I get, you know, I put up 5 or 6 in a night um, but I have over 2200 fights on the channel um, whoever you happen to be looking for, type their name into the search engine um, and it'll come up and Terry Ryan, I have I probably have 30 Terry Ryan fights on there from his Fredericton to Junior um, to a few of the other minor league fights. Um, Tremendous. Uh, Terry was a tough dude. You know, not a big guy, but uh, never backed down from anybody. And He fights like Lassard and Matt Odette. Watch those fights. Uh, Joel Thero. Thero. Terrio. Dean Mayrad's losing his mind right now because I'm pronouncing it wrong. I always say, like, theory, ter- Terio? Yeah, it is Terio. What did I call him before? Thero? I used Thero, Terio. It's Joel Terio. But, uh, yes, Terio, and, uh, but, oh, Terry's fighting everybody. Yeah, definitely check that out. And, um, also, for my off network friends, um, I would suggest, uh, The Coliseum Chronicles, Joe Lazito, who just had Graham Townsend on his show. And, uh, Joe, I'm not going to lie, I have not had a chance to listen to that yet. I have it downloaded, it's on my phone, and I will listen to it Monday at work for sure. And, uh, but Joe got that one. And, uh, Alec is, of course, you heard him on my last episode. Um, I believe, well, (laughs) he was going to record today, but I believe some nephews, uh, ended up having to stay at their place. So, that didn't happen. But, I know he is definitely desperately trying to record an episode and it'll probably be a solo episode just to explain what well, he did on mine but nonetheless um, to his listeners um, although I'm sure we have a lot of crossover but nonetheless of course he would have his own listeners as well um, you know I think he's just going to explain the situation um, tell a few stories and uh, just kind of get back in the seam of things um, He, I, I believe he has an interview lined up as well um, I won't throw the name out in case it doesn't happen, but I know he has that happening at some point. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm sort of like I'm all over the place here. Um, of course, um, in, in terms of current hockey, I always enjoyed the Obey the Puck show with uh, Dan, Paul, and Ke- or yeah, Dan, Paul, and Kelly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make your get your names wrong. And um, and of course, the Slewfoot hockey show with Fred and Dave. I know current hockey, right? I always say that current hockey, but uh, which I do not pay any attention to. But I like those people, so I do listen to their shows. Um, other than that, show sponsors, coolhockey.com. You know, with Christmas coming, 
people want the authentic jerseys. You want to get them the authentic stuff. You don't want to get them knockoff stuff. You want to be the guy showing up with like the Chinese knockoff for thirty five bucks with threads coming out and you know a number kind of half hanging off. You don't want to be that person handing that stuff out at Christmas. No, you want the authentic jerseys. Um, you know the, the retro reverse or reverse retro or whatever the hell those new things are called. Third jersey, stadium jerseys, or just the simple home and away jersey. Coolhockey.com. Uh, if you use the promo code THPN at checkout, you get 30% off and free shipping. And they're out of Toronto. They've been around since 1999. They are NHLPA endorsed. And that's that's what you need. Joe, I am not... I, I've come to the conclude. I've come to this that I think with my new Sunday resolution is I am not going to talk about your jersey purchases on Sundays. I'm going to save Joe's jersey purchases for Wednesdays. <clears throat> okay, here's the deal. Like, everybody knows that Joe, I, I tell the same, I, well, not the same story, but I, I do say, let everybody know, every time I do the cool, I, every time I bring up the cool hockey promotion, I have to talk about Joe, because Joe is a massive Jersey guy. And he, I always say, he puts a part of his salary, a part of his paycheck away for jerseys. You know, you know, I know his wife gets a little upset by it, but, you know, she wants to keep him happy. You know, because Joe said, hey, if you don't let me buy the jerseys, I'm going to grow my hair back. And uh, and nobody wants that. So she lets him have his jerseys. So, and like I said, he, he Joe, like, everybody can buy Trache or LaFontaine. Like I always say, Joe's a deep cut, B-side kind of guy. He's one of us. He, like, he likes to turn over all the stones, right? He wants to be a unique individual. So, I mean, you see him. If you see a guy running Long Island, like I said, going around with a Dick Tarnstrom, Oleg Kavasha. Uh, Kenny Johnson, the Mike Milbury GM jersey. That's Joe. Like I said, if you see him on the on the subway, go up and say hi to him. You see him just cruising around Long Island. That's Joe. Like I said, like when he was wearing the Tarzan jersey, yell, "Hey, hey, Dick, what's happening?" You know, Joe's a good guy. You know, like I said, so lifelong Islander fan. But I, you know, people always say like, "Why, like, why do you talk about other people buying jerseys?" And I'm like, I know, but it's like. Uh, so I, I think from now on I'll just um, I'll talk about Joe on Wednesday but like I don't want to bring up the fact that okay well I'll do it I mean I wasn't gonna I was gonna save it for Wednesday but I'll I mean it's Sunday whatever it's Thanksgiving his wife he, she used the promo code THPN and she got Joe a Thanksgiving jersey and who are you thankful for and Joe always says he's thankful for Charles Wang the owner of the New York Islanders, and uh, he, he's really, you know, been a beacon of light for that organization. So basically, his his wife got him the jersey that said "Number One Wang." So yeah, so, you know, very, you know, everyone's thankful. I don't know about everyone. She's thankful. Maybe Joe's thankful. But yeah, so if you see someone walking around and just say, "Hey, your Wang's number one," you know, that's what Joe always says. His Wang's number one. So. Yeah, you know, I was going to save that for Wednesday and, you know, but, uh, eh, like I said, it's Thanksgiving and it's, uh, you know, Sunday and I'm, I'm in a good mood. So I figured I would share that story with you. Um, I know people, you know, get kind of tired of hearing Joe about Joe and his Jersey purchases. Cause you know, there's other people out there that are buying jerseys that let me know. And they're like, hey, you know, could you let Cool Hockey know that I, I bought a jersey? And you're always talking about Joe. And I'm like, well, I know. But Joe's like, you know, 
such a frequent purchaser, frequent flyer. They got to know about their uh, high-end customers, you know, the whale type customers, so to speak. So, uh, but I will, I will start including other people on the Sunday. I'll let, I'll let the viewers know, or the list, not viewer, I guess you're not really viewing anything. I'll let the listeners know about your purchases. But uh, for now, that's what Joe is. Joe's the number one Wang. All right. Um, now, that was like the longest ad read ever. Would I just ramble for like five minutes on a cool hockey ad read? If anybody from Cool Hockey is listening to this, can you restock your sizes? In all seriousness, I've had like t- I've literally had ten people tell me to tell you to restock your shit. They want to buy your stuff, man, but they like it. Like I've had really positive feedback on your product. They just get upset that there's no fat people sizes. I know that upsets me. It's either get in fat size, fat guy sizes, or I should diet. Some people would probably say I should diet, but I don't know. Maybe that'll be. Should I do the cliche New Year's resolution? That's it. I'll I'll diet. I'm gonna diet. I'm gonna drop 50 pounds so I can get into my CoolHockey.com jersey. So I can get into my Wang jersey or see my Wang. I don't know. Hey, what's with all this Wang talk here? And Charles Wang, what a character. <laughs> what am I talking about? I get goofy. Yeah, I have been drinking all day. Jesus, it's really starting to kick in here. Okay, where were we? At the 30 minute mark. I'm going to talk about the Laval Chiefs, the history of the Laval Chiefs. Well, 1998-99, like I said, I went through the different rosters and just wrote out guys' names from there. Um, I'll, you know, I'll just talk about each season and the guys that they had. So 98-99, um, still the Quebec Senior League, uh, Louis Bedard had come down, and uh, he went before he went back to the East Coast League, he actually played uh, games in Laval. And uh, in 99-2000... Um, a guy that went on, and he's, he became quite legendary in Laval uh, with the Chiefs, with Matthew Rabby. And I will be completely honest, in the Le- he, big dude, um, big jacked-up dude. Um, I will say, um, in the Laval, okay, I mean, I've seen lots of Laval footage. I know locally he is a big hero in Laval. Honestly, I never saw it. I don't get it watching his fights. Um, to me, they're really boring. Um, like t- Again, I'm not knock any of these guys they have big huge balls for doing it and uh and, and all that uh you know i'm just in for this exercise bear with me um but in terms of um just fighting ability or excitement i guess is as the word i'm looking for um i just never got the whole rabby thing but he certainly fought everybody and he did it for a long time um but and he is a hero in laval they love him um, another guy that was on the Chiefs, and he did go on to play numerous games in the in the Quebec League, uh, Danic Lassard, and I love Danic Lassard. And of course, he ended up with about 493 career <laughs> career fights in the Quebec League. And um, he, I know he really wanted to get to 500, but unfortunately, um, he was involved or in a shooting out front of a bar. Um, he, I believe, he was working security out, or he was managing. And uh, he suffered he, I, multiple gunshot wounds, and uh, I mean he's bounced back, and you know he's he's f- 
fine and whatever, but he did have to rehab and everything, and that that really put a stop to his hockey career. Um, I, I mean, I think he had been retired or semi-retired up to that point, but uh, any th- but he any thought of a comeback, I think, was obviously halted by the by getting shot. So, but I'm, I'm not meaning to laugh at getting shot, but uh, you know, like I said, he's he's recovered and 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 good now. But uh, I think his hockey career is over. But yeah, he ended up. Uh, Seven, six or seven fights short of 500, which is mind-boggling. Um, in 2000-2001, um, that I believe that was the year, uh, or was it the next year? It might have been the 0102. Actually, that might have been 0102. Uh, but Corey Holland and Mike Bajerny show up on the scene, and um, uh, of course, people will remember them from the Chiefs movie uh, which was filmed of the 0203 season um, but Holland and Bajerni are there along with Craig Martin, of course Tim Levesque and uh, Mike Anderson and uh, you know everybody, um, it's the Chiefs is the documentary um, it is on YouTube and just type in like what is it, Real Life Slapshot I believe is the title of it on YouTube and it's an hour and a bit documentary and Mike Bajerni's brother was actually the one that made the documentary and uh, if you have not watched that, please do you will just be like what am I watching, these guys are insane living in the rink and everything and um, I have talked to Mike Bajerni on the phone about that we actually talked for about 45 minutes about the movie and just his hockey career and um, he is definitely I shouldn't say definitely he's coming on the show, but I hope to get him on the show soon. Um, I'd love to sit down with Badge, and he, like I said, if he tells half the stories that he told me on the phone, uh, you guys will love it. Um, they're about living in the rink and everything, but just a real tough guy. And, uh, yeah, and also, like I said, Craig Martin was on that team, you know, former NHLer, uh, American League uh, player. Um, in 0203, um, Former guest Dan Kopeck was there for the year. That's the year Patrick Cote also showed up um, when he had his uh, drug suspension from the NHL. Um, Mike DeGurse, you know, Goose, he was there for Laval for that year. Big Chad Richard, he played a couple seasons in Laval, or a season and a half, and then he went to Quebec, Radio X. But uh, he was there. Had I was actually just watching the DVD of him the other night of on from the... Uh, um, 0304 season and oh yeah he put the boots to dudes um, Jordan Roach former former uh, well he played for Laval too in 0506 briefly but uh, yeah Richards uh, caught old Jordan pretty good um, but yeah big dude and another guy who was I, I remembered from the Western Hockey League and I was a big fan of and uh, he played in the American League and the East Coast League um, with Jesse Rosanzoff and uh, Rez was a was a big part of the Laval team and was a power forward in that league and was a, um, a real just a real good player, uh, but did not take shit and was a tough dude. And uh, yeah, he played about four seasons there. Um, yep. And then oh three oh four again, um, a number of guys were brought in. Um, you know, they were really pumping up the Laval team. Um, you know, you had Mark, a lot of one-season guys like Mark Major, uh, Bruce Watson, Shane Kenny, um, b- former uh, Brandon Wheat King, and I believe WHL all-time fight leader Randy Ponte played there. Um, Jay Banich, Big Jay, and uh, uh, Hunter Lahash. Um, 
I don't know much about him, but I was looking at big penalty minutes in the Quebec Junior League. Um, I'm going to have to go back and look at this year. Um, I have it. It's sitting right here, actually. The discs. I want to tune in. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, Rez and them were there as well, and Martin and stuff. But, uh, yeah, just I, I'm kind of just... I, I didn't put the same guys twice. I just... If there were new names that came up that year, I, I'd put them up. But... Um, of course, the following year, 0405, is when they went to the LNH. They they changed the name of the league. Um, they had Jesse Grenier, Chris Cloutier, Korleniak, uh, Ryan Pisiak, and of course, former guest and my boy Curtis Swanson shows up as a 20 year old in the LNH, and he is ready to rock and roll. Um, he had started off in Saguenay and got traded to La- or was it Laval then to Saguenay? God damn, I can't remember. No, it was, uh, he started in Saguenay, uh, where he was the lone gunman there at, man, 20 years old, just out of junior, and, yeah, and, uh, he went to Laval and fought everybody, long hair, you know, and, uh, they actually shipped him, uh, to the, Ma- the Maritime Junior A League, uh, right towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. And I, I can remember going on a message board, a junior, a Maritime message board. And you would have thought the boogeyman was coming to the Maritimes. Everybody's heard this long hair from the Quebec League is coming to the Maritime Junior League. And Swanee showed up and he had dyed it platinum blonde and long hair and uh, with the Campbellton Tigers. And he put on a show, boy. And uh, if you want to hear all about that story, it is uh, go check out, I believe it's episode, Jesus, has it been that long? Episode 7 already? I believe with, uh, but anyway, you just go back to my back catalog and check it. But Curtis Swanson, yeah, he gives a great interview and tells some really good LNH stories because um, he came back and after junior and played uh, 05, 06, and, um, and then went on and uh, got traded to Tetford Mines and stuff. But he tells, but in the 05, 06, he had a, a 74 fight season with the Laval Chiefs. 74 fight. That's one year. Not career, one year. Yeah, 74. You heard right. Insane. Hear all about that in the episode. And he's such a good guy. Yeah. Um, in 05-06, like, uh, Leon DeLorme came down, uh, Yuri Mochevsky, Dion Hyman. Um, one guy I do want to throw is little Tyler Statham. Played, he, he only played the four games, but he had 36 minutes. He had a few fights. Um, if anybody's wondering about that name, he uh, played in the Alberta Junior League. Um, I believe he was in the Manitoba League as well. Um, but he put up like 300 minutes in like Bonneville in like 38 games or something. Um, but uh, he came in, in early on in the year. And um, yeah, that 05 06, they, they actually led to the team almost had 300 fights that year. And, um, and I know certain Laval fans still complain that they didn't fight enough, despite leading the league with almost 300 fights, that they didn't fight enough. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, that was the year um, Roach was there for uh, just briefly. Um, like I said, guys guys always came in and out, but, uh, you know, um, Swanee was there, obviously, and with his 70 fights, and, and Cote briefly, Craig Martin um, briefly. Um, a lot of injuries that year. I know Cote... Um, was re- was really hindered that year, and uh, but he had he definitely had a rivalry with uh, Derek Parker. He fought him a couple times, fought uh, Jason Hamilton a few times in the preseason. Cote uh, absolutely floored Mike Varhog, and uh, the unfortunate with that is when Varhog went down, 
he blew his knee out and missed the rest of the year, which really sucked. Um, you know, you never like to see guys get hurt, and uh, you know, and I was a big fan of Barhog, but um, you know, uh, I will say I've talked to people that were involved in that game or were around that game or involved in the situation um, in terms of just being on the scene and knowing what's happening. Um, the year before, when Cote had missed a lot of time. Um, Varhog had come in and really run around and kind of shoved the Chiefs around and didn't that didn't sit well with Cote. And Varhog had a really strong season. And I know, again, this is what the story I was told, so somebody can call bullshit if you want, um, if you know different. But uh, people close to the situation said Cote was really geared up for that game and made it a point and told everybody that he was going to smoke Varhog. And, uh, and he did. And, um, yeah, but it was a real ugly scene with the knee and everything. But Big Mike came back, of course, and played a few more seasons after in, uh, in Sherbrooke and, uh, you know, and is now doing well, I, I understand, as a firefighter in the Toronto area. So, uh, I believe. So that is, uh, cool to hear. There's a guy I should probably get on the show. I wonder if he'd come on. He'd be a good guest with Firehawk. Man, what a tough dude. But, uh, so 0607 is when they went to St. Jean. And, of course, you have uh, L.B. Charbonneau, Lahonis, Brandon Sugden, <laughs> Jarrett, Jarrett Burnett. Of course, Burnett is, like, literally the only guy I know that could actually get suspended for life from the LNAH. Of course, they had the big line brawl through the net on the goalie and everything else. Um, Pat Ellard, and, of course, Steve Bosse. And it's interesting with Bosse. Of course, everybody remembers, the, the of course, the bosse Morasti wars. Um, but really, when you go back and look, Bossy really played like 40 games with, with the Chiefs, and that's it. Um, he was not there for very long. And he had previously was, what, three years with Verdun. And that was it. He didn't really play that long in the LNAH. And, um, but, of course, um, the fights with Morastia are legendary, that series of fights. And, of course, he, you know, he had McMorrow and Jason Hamilton and a string of knockouts. And, of course, went on to the UFC and... Uh, you know, he's sort of a definitely a legendary character in the LNAH when people talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the final year in, in uh, 07, 08 of the Laval Chief, the kind of the um, the the Laval Chiefs or Saint Jean Chiefs, whatever you want to call them, um, with Simon Desmoreau, uh, Jason Rushton, and George Davis, who he was only around for five games, but I wanted to definitely throw him in as a you know, everybody knows uh, that's followed the United League and that type of the IH. I would say the new IHL, whatever. Is that what they called it though? It was really called the new IHL. Like, what a terrible idea! But uh, George, of course, played in the Quebec League as well and uh, at Junior League, and uh, was a tough dude. Actually, on my YouTube channel, if you type in George Davis, like it'll come up with his Superman punch. Go watch that clip. He goes and like dives into the opposition bench but he goes for a superman punch and he just misses the guy and i swear if he had hit the kid he'd still the guy'd still be rolling you know but uh yeah check it out george davis superman punch but uh yeah so those are some of the characters that uh that the laval that's just that's just laval when i'm not talking the other eight ten teams that's just what those are the guys that were on laval so um you know, so somebody says, "Oh, you got to do a top ten, do a top 10 uh, It's so hard because I mean, again, how do you base what do you base the top ten on? Like, just in terms of just general toughness, or when they were with their their moments with the Chiefs, or what kind of? So I kind of based it on like some longevity, 
kind of what they meant to the Chiefs. Like when you like when people in Laval say the Laval Chiefs, who do they think of? And that's kind of what I based it on. I mean, you could interchange in terms of like, oh, if these guys actually fought this guy, beat that guy. Well, that's not what I what I was talking about. But like I always say, like the number for me, the number one guy when people say Laval Chiefs is probably Patrick Cote. Um, of all the guys that I've interviewed on the show, Cote is overwhelmingly talked about as just being. Well, everybody has said probably the meanest guy they've ever played against. Um, although when they play with him, they say personally they, they like him when he's when you're on his team. But um, and they said playing against him, he's just terrifying. And uh, and I, I know people that have been around him, and uh, they say the same thing. And uh, just a really mean dude when he was on the ice and meant business, was there to crack skulls and did not give a shit. He would, like I said, he would stick you in the face, drop you. If you pissed him, he'd drop a knee on you, step on you. Did not care. He was he was there. And he meant it was time to go. It was time to go. Um, number two, I would say Bajerni. Um, You know, he was in Laval for four seasons. Um, of course, with the movie, everybody remembers him from the movie. Um, I think he really put, um, you know, when you think of the Laval Chiefs, put up a ton of penalty minutes, did a ton of fighting. Um, and just, uh, yeah, like I said, had success with the Chiefs, um, and I, I think was a big part of the growth of and the popularity of the Chiefs. Um, number three, again, um, probably Rabi. Um, you know, again, legend in Quebec. The French fans really love him in Laval. Again, I'm not a big fan, but you can't deny the, the amount of fights, the amount of time put in with the team. I believe he had six seasons, um, you know, sporadically. And uh, probably uh, four, eh, probably, uh, in terms of probably impact, I guess you could say Bosse, just for his fights with Morasti and with Morrow and Hamilton, and just for the notoriety. When people think of the Chiefs, they think of Bosse, or they think, like, newer fans, and they think of the LNH, it's Bosse and Morassi, you know. So... I get, you know, Steve Bosse, like I said, though, didn't really play that many games, like 40 or something. Um, now, granted, he probably had 40 fights, but, um, yeah. Um, but I would probably put, it was, I was really flip-flopping. The next guy I would probably put at uh, five would be Craig Martin. Um, again, played four seasons there, 200 minutes every year. Um, you know, a tough dude. Yeah, just just really solid. Um, I... I you know, uh, was he the greatest fighter in the world at that point? No. Um, like, it could be debated whether he was really into it um, in the, in the, towards the end. But, uh, you know, when he first got there, yeah, tough dude. Um, number six, I would say Razanzov. Um, like I said, skilled guy. Uh, didn't put up, like, you know, 50 or 60 fights a year, but he was a good, solid, like, three guy. Um, like I said, could also play, put the puck in the net. But you talk to the guys like Dean Mayra and those guys, they have nothing but respect for Jesse Rosanzoff, tough dude. Um, number seven, of course, I got to put Swanee in there. Um, again, really only played two seasons, but of course, one of them was 74 fights in one year. Um, I, I think he, 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 he's got to be in the list just for that. Um, other than that, I, I, I should have actually said make it just a seven because I, I really didn't uh, do much more than that. Because um, I, I, as I'm looking now, most of the guys at that point, um, 
really just sort of went in and out and played one or two seasons and um you know like a pat ellard with two seasons um I mean, I get Sugden. He had a 40-fight season the one year in St. John. So, St. Jean. I would say St. John, but it's not St. John because that would be like, you know, Maritimes. But St. John. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put uh, Sugden in there. Um, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, a Louis Bedard. Um, you know, he, he played a, a season and a half there. Um, Chad Richard. Uh, there's another guy. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I so I guess maybe I'll I'll make it a, a top five or top eight, but uh, yeah, we'll just do that because like I said, uh, at that point you just have guys you could filter in and out. Um, you know, because I mean everybody respects Dan Kopech. You talk to them how tough he was, um, but you know he played the one season there. Um, same with uh, Jay Banich, uh, one season major, one season. Um, Jesse Grenier, one year. Machevsky. Um, you know all those guys with the uh, uh, with one season Corey Holland. Um, so it's really at that point you're just you know um, to to get nine and ten you're just kind of picking one year guys. Um, from what I saw, Chad Richard, um, you know they're that guy and uh, yeah. Anyway, it was sort of an anticlimactic. Uh, to the list, but I, I just kind of wanted to talk about the Chiefs and the different guys that have been on the team, and uh, and uh, kind of um, let you know really what my DVD project is coming up here in the new year. Um, I've actually, like I said, I've I've wanted, I've had a bunch of people say, I you know we we should do a Chiefs DVD, and just kind of that's uh, um, the thing with these DVD pro. Like yeah, I mean even now you say DVDs, I've sent DVDs to people, and they're like yeah, that's really cool, but I actually don't have a DVD player. I'm like, well, you know, go to the pawn shop. You probably get one for ten bucks. I'm sure. Um, I'd do that to go. I, I'd do that to go watch some fights. Me personally, but you know, I'm kind of a uh, freak like that. But um, um, you know, for us fight guys and us fight nerds, kind of like to have that stuff on DVD and and player DVDs and compilations. And um, I was talking to a few guys, and the Laval compilation has been kind of bantied about, and. Um, yeah, so I think in the new year that would be a fun little project to do. Maybe I'll get a few pokes on it, and you know we can pick and piece who we you know we'll take each year. We'll take throw a couple DVDs to each guy, and from there we'll each kind of pick it apart and pick out the fights that we want, and uh, we'll kind of put it all together. And uh, yeah, on uh, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, I will I'll make it available to people, and uh, you know we'll we'll figure out some sort of way, you know, you know, pay for shipping or something, and. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll share that around. So, But I wanted just to talk about the guys. And I think with the Quebec League, with so many guys going in and out, I think people forget who all played there. And like I said, I completely forgot that uh, I was saying the other night to uh, to Searson, um, I completely forgot that Mark Major played in the LNAH. I did not realize. And, um, you know, same with Corey, Corey Laniak, I didn't realize he played with the Chiefs. Um, I knew he had played later on in Verdun because I have a couple pictures of him. But um, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and like I said, um, Rushton and, and George Davis playing with the Chiefs. I didn't realize. I know George Cantrell played with the Chiefs briefly, and he got sucker punched by Sylvain Bluant um, in the crease and broke his jaw. And it was just like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm out of here. And uh, I know there's been a few times that. Um, 
yeah, not just in Laval, but just in the Quebec League in general. Yeah, guys have come for one or two games and just like, what is this? I'm out of here. You know, like Bruce Shubottom and uh, Troy Crowder and stuff like that. I think they didn't. Lyndon Byers, I know he got pounded in a line brawl and uh, was just like, yeah, I'm done. You know, um, they didn't know what to expect. And uh, yeah, they, they kind of thought they'd come in and big league everybody and then found out it was it was not so. But, uh, yeah, like I said, the league's certainly not for everybody, and uh, I'm sure this episode wasn't for everybody. But, uh, like I said, uh, we've got some interviews coming up here in the next couple of weeks, and uh, this is sort of a last-minute, um, like I said, I had been talking about the Chiefs thing and the project and everything, and I just thought it would be kind of fun to go through the rosters and uh, talk about the different guys and, like I said, do a list. My list was sort of kind of brutal, but I said maybe we'll just stick to five. We'll say Cote, uh, Cote Bajerni. Rabbi Martin and and Bosse, we'll say that that'll be the five for you folks. Uh, I'll take Bosse. I gotta put Swanee in. Yeah, I'll put Swanee. Take Rabbi out. Put Swanson in there. No, but um, you know we'll we'll leave it at those lists. But the trivia question was uh, who from you know the like we said with the LNH oh four to two thousand twenty or present um, who is the LNH penalty minute leader? So of all the guys that have gone through the leagues and all the craziness. Chris Cloutier is actually the all-time penalty minute leader, with, and he's actually played all 16 seasons. Can you believe it? 16 seasons in the LNAH, and uh, came in the league at 21 and never left. And uh, he played even up to last year in Laval, actually, with the with North Patrollers or whatever. But he has 22,936 minutes of penalties. And uh, he has been around forever and ever. And I, yeah, every time you put on a Quebec or a LNH DVD, a mixed DVD, there he is. I know for a while he had multicolored hair and um, played in St. George for a while. And um, I know people that played in the league and I've talked about him. He is not the most popular player, but uh, he's a little dirty. And, uh, you know, but. Uh, to survive 16 years in that league and uh you know there's been some seasons he's only played 10 you know six or 10 games or whatever but there's other years yeah 40 games 200 300 minutes and so yeah all-time penalty minute leader chris clucci i bet you didn't see that i bet you didn't get that one you even you lnh fans out there because uh yeah i actually thought it was going to be tidball actually i thought tidball would be the all-time he's third um He'd probably be first if he played the same amount of seasons as as Cloutier, uh, but uh, I believe he's played he oh eight to sixteen. I think he uh, Tidbull did it in eight years, I believe, which is insane. Um, I think he'd have a lot more fights than Cloutier, so for sure he would. But uh, I don't know how many damn drop your gloves being gone. Um, so I'm not quite sure how many fights Cloutier has, but in terms of penalty minutes, yes, he is first, and I believe who is second, Bullduke. Bullduke a second. He seems like he's been in that league forever, too. Um, yes. And anyway, Chris Cloutier is your all-time LNH penalty minute leader. Well, there we go. There is episode 60. Um, like I said, I sort of uh, threw it around out there, and there's uh, my list. We'll throw that away. But I am just, like I said, I'm happy. I've been drinking my beers, and I'm happy to have no neighbors the idiots are gone so forgive me for uh, maybe a lackluster episode but my mind has been elsewhere i've just been enjoying the silence people well actually there hasn't been too much silence there's been a ton of talking because i've like i said i've done two interviews i've done basically 
seven hours of podcasting in two days. That's ridiculous. I, I just realized that that's actually how much I've done. That's that's insane. So let's wrap it up at the right before the hour mark, okay? So there you go, folks. There is episode 60, and I will uh, talk to you guys on Wednesday. I will have the interview with my friend Jay from Finland, and I believe me, you guys will really dig it. Jay's a good dude. Tell some great stories. So I look forward to talking to you on Wednesday. Thanks, guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?